Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Just Be. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I think this is episode 18. 472. <laughs> it will be this soon. Uh, again, I'm, I'm John Emilio, as always, with the one, the only... On-air sign flashing, applause sign flashing, <laughs> Henry Belton. Wow, he used his real name this week. Yes. No, yeah. no drug cartel lawyer. Ah, you know, <laughs> if you want, I can. <laughs> hey, they're only a little whistle away. I'll get them over here. Oh, my God. So so we are back for another episode. Thanks, everybody, for coming back again. Um, uh, I don't know if anybody uh, had a chance. We had a, I had a great interview, um, which, was one of, which was our first dab at video um this past week that was um, zoom it was a zoom but it works out as a video podcast anyway. it, it, were, it were great yeah zoom is great like that because you just hit the record button and when you and when you're done with it it <clears throat> saves an audio file on your desktop and a video file it's like so good it worked great yeah it worked great um so if anybody didn't see i, I, I think that'd be a great um it's a it's a very informative uh, interview i had with uh, a therapist who i worked with personally and who is a, a great person overall um, so if you haven't checked that out, it's gotten a few views actually. Um, so it's been trending a little bit on our, on our Podbean account. So if anybody hasn't, I suggest just take a listen to it. There's a, there's a lot of good information. In I there. highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, there'll be more of those coming. There's, um, sometime in April, we're going to be sitting down with, uh, Sheehan, Chris Burrow, who is a, um, who is the owner of E, um, of elite martial arts, uh, in Marlboro. They have a couple of dojos. Uh, and that's where my daughter went and did her, her martial arts training until she got her black belt a couple of years back. Um, we're going to be sitting down with him and kind of talking about, uh, you know, martial arts and mindfulness and stuff like that. He's going to be coming here to do it. So we'll be doing it. That's uh, great. Yeah. We'll be doing it here. So anyway, some, uh, some, there'll be more good stuff like that coming along as, as, as we go on. That is great. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah if anybody missed the, uh, the one with Dr. Tatiana, I highly recommend you see it because... You, first of all, you get a visual. You never get a visual of John. <laughs> <clears throat> but you get a visual of John. But you also, it's like. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I also. My don't. hair looked good that day, so it was not bad. You had a good hair day? <laughs> I got a good hair day. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Tatiana is, uh, you know, again, I, I never met her. I, I, but it's an incredible fountain of information that's just, re- it's, it's delivered differently than the way we do, you know, to. Well, yeah, you get you you get more of a you get more of a clinical uh, explanation of what acceptance commitment therapy is and and the and the and the major components of it. You know, they they give very scientific answers. Obviously, therapists is what they're trained for, as opposed to the words that we use, which are a little bit different. But it's but but it's six of one half dozen. But I think it's a great addition to what we do here. It's a great addition to to kind of we you what you did there was you took it up a level. And, you know, it's like I always say, we're at the ground floor. We're literally on the street level. Yeah. And that went up to the 10th floor and kind of brought you into what different things that that you did to, you know, tackle or address OCD. And I thought that was incredible. Yeah. uh, She's uh, she's a world of knowledge as. I mean, as most therapists who deal with anxiety and OCD, they are who deal with acceptance commitment therapy. I mean, I, I, I and we asked her in the interview, it's something that you can learn outside of therapy. And yes, it, it's, it's while it's good to do, it's nice to do it with a therapist because they're skillful. But acceptance commitment therapy is not a, 
does not have to be done in a formal setting. That's the beauty of it because it's basically, and I said this in the interview with her, a scientific version of what mindfulness is. And she was like, absolutely. That's really, we, they just break it down into categories so people could understand it better. There's, there's, there's that portion of, of the population that I could say a certain word and it resonates and they understand it. And then there's a portion of the population that you say a certain word, well, they need it broken down a little bit better because the way their mind kind of approaches something yeah. is everybody know your audience, know right? Your We're audience. talking about everybody's different. So we could be saying something, you know, a certain way and a certain amount of people might understand what we're talking about. And then there's going to be that other portion of our, our listening audience who might be like, yeah, I, I, I kind of get it, but like, I don't understand this, who I am and I'm not my mom. Like, I don't want and act kind of, well, we're going to show you how you get there by telling you about your values, about expansion, about diffusion, you know, about acceptance. And, oh, like that worked for me. Like I kind of thought I understood what it meant. And I say it in the book when I was talking about Eckhart Tolle, there was that one line, like, if I am not the voice, if I am not the one who's speaking, then who am I? You know, and, and that kind of resonated with me, but it, it always left me like with a question mark. Like, I, I understand but then my mind will come back in. I kept trying to think about it. Where acceptance, commitment therapy. When when I kind of, you know, learned about it in therapy, and then I read a book. Uh, I'll say this: "Turn Blue in the Face: Happiness Trap" by Dr. Russ Harris, and she even agreed. She goes, "Probably one of the best books written about ACT." Um, they explain. He explained it so well with such great examples that all of a sudden I started going like this as I was reading the book. Ah, oh, and I like I all of a sudden levels and doors started opening up where I started to understand things better and more portals were kind of opening up so everybody has their own point i'm trying to make is their own learning curve with things the way their mind approaches it so i thought we i you know we thought that was a great way to do it um and kind of get that that was fantastic you know we're like instruments so if i'm a guitar but you're trying to piano me (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to really trying to tickle your keys. Right. You're trying to tickle my keys, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to really uh, give you that guitar tune. Absolutely. But that book for you was you're, you're a guitar yes. and that book knew how to strum you. And you're yeah, like, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. And that's so, why it doesn't work for everybody the same way. So check this. And you know how my mind, you know, works. I, I'm a little freaky like that. I'll come at you with from different angles and, and I'll connect p- dots that you're like, oh my God, I didn't even see that coming. Okay. She she says something, Dr. Tatiana says something really beautiful. I'll let you finish it. But when she said that, this is like a dish, the pasta and the sauce. And that ACT is the sauce. Is the sauce. Bro. Yeah, in the beginning of that, in the beginning of the of the interview, I said for me it was the cherry on top of my Sunday. Yes. So so so. But the sauce is yeah. perfect because it's in it's it it enveloped just, it, everywhere. It, it, it's, exactly. it's all over, but it's not the pasta. It's not the pasta. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, but that was a great way to put it. It is. It's like Dude. the sauce on top. So it's it's so you still have the pasta. You still have the heart of it, the main ingredient. But this just kind of makes it that much better. And that's what that's what ACT was for me. Like I said, when I was um, doing my ERP, which is Exposure Response Prevention, which was huge for OCD. Yep. The gold standard, it helped me acclimate. Okay, so I got this great foundation, but I still have to build a house. ACT allowed me to kind of just put floor on top of floor on top and continue to go up and, and, and move 
where you kind of need that foundation. Now, again, everybody's different. So everybody gets there in their own time. There's no one formula for any of this. Um, but act as the one that I think you could sprinkle. It could be the sauce on any kind of pasta. Whatever your base is, yeah. you could put this on top. That's what I love about it. I it's, love, ep- it's applicable to everything in life. And I just love... Not just one thing. I love to hear her, a professional. Again. Absolutely. It... it, it you know, a professional could mean many things for you. A doctor could tell you something and you're like, ah, screw him. Okay, got it. But for me, like hearing from her that it can be an informal thing. Yes, absolutely. Like the way we do it. Exactly. You know, that it can be and it's perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, it's beneficial. And she even like, you know, complimented you on your keep pushing, keep going, you know, keep keep on making people more aware of well yeah 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 with the book and all that stuff and the podcast Dude, for me that's that's great i mean i i found it to be super let's say uh say when somebody i know in spanish i <laughs> apoyo <laughs> you know supportive 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 yeah. so i'm i'm um if anybody hasn't listened to it it's and it's great it's only like 30 minutes right so we tried 35 minutes we tried to keep it we did like there's a ton of information and yeah. when we hung up and we were done with the call and we talked for a few minutes you know off if i stopped recording it she's like wow she goes we just went through a lot of information yeah. she goes we could have gone longer i'm like yeah no we could have probably yeah. no and that sh- that proved to me and i get it I'm, I'm a little different like i want to know like i want this so it's different. For me, it was a short 35 minutes. Yes. For somebody else, be like, oh, my God. So whoever you are, however, you, you know, how you... How you interpret right. it, yeah, it's up to but you. But what I came away from this is you could have a university course on this. Oh, there is. There is? Oh, I, I, I'm sh- oh a university? You mean like in a like in university itself? I don't know if there is. I know there are, there are, I mean, there are ways you could do it online. There are classes you could take on that. But like in the university... Maybe in psychology, I'm sure. So it's, if you're a psychology major, I'm sure there's but, courses you know, about. You're right. If you're a psychology major. But I'm not trying to learn it to teach it because I want to be a psychologist major. It should be taught. Well, I asked her in the, I asked her in the interview. I said, can this be taught to children? And she said, yes. yes. And she said uh, that she the go- way you do it is by just hinting at hinting it. Hinting at it, dropping seeds at it. She goes, she goes, she doesn't know what age would be appropriate because, you know, no studies have been done on, on teaching kids. But it's, it's not about teaching kids like a formal version of ACT. It'd be almost like, well, drop little seeds as young as they are. Like the Hershey Kiss. Uh, I talked about that Hershey Kiss. Um, did you ever say it? You ever talk about it? Here? Uh, on here? No, I don't know if I ever did. Because that is a great story. Right. And you talked about that story. In the book. With, no, not, you talked about it with her. On the, uh, on, 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 the po- on the, on the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you unwrapped, how you unwrap uh, her. So basically, to be real, to real quick, to those who haven't heard the, 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 uh, the interview, you, she, one of my first, maybe my second, probably my second or third at best, um, <clears throat> session with her. She had a bowl of Hershey Kisses next to her and a desk. She goes, John, do me a favor. Can you take one of those candies? I mean, I'm, and I'm stressed and anxious right now sitting around because everything was still very fresh to me. So you had no idea what you were going to do. Oh, no, I mean, why okay. is this fucking lady telling me to eat candy? That was the thought I had in my head. That's the why, is this, why is this freaking lady asking me yeah, to eat candy? What's I'm going like, on here? Whatever. She goes, and, but then she tells me to unwrap it. Mm. She goes, and she keeps reminding me as I'm doing it. She goes, don't describe what's happening. She goes, I want you to feel and notice. Unwrap it. She goes, I want you to hold the candy in your hand. She goes, do you notice how it feels? Does it feel warm? Does it feel hard? Is it getting softer? Does it feel, you know, sticky? She goes, 
don't, she goes, whatever labels come up, let them go. I want you to notice. And she goes, I put the candy in your mouth. She goes, notice. And she kept using the word notice, which I, I didn't realize at that time. Notice how it feels in your mouth. She noticed that the, the, the texture of the candy is the candy melting. Notice that there's a taste to it. Notice this, notice that. And then we were finished. And she really didn't say anything. And then we kind of went into our session. But as time went on, there was more of those little things, like the white noise machine, and I would ask her. And I started noticing, I started noticing that mm. she was teaching me how to notice things without labeling them and creating a story around it. So for a kid, like something like that's great. Yep. Like tell the kid, the youngest kid, hey, do me a favor, grab this. I want you to just, just feel it in your hand. Notice what it feels like. Don't worry about what, it, what, what don't worry about what your mind's telling you. And just notice it. And it's bringing the sensation of whatever you're asking them to do. Short little ones like that, here and there, and you start to make little, um, uh, like little little bookmarks in their mind that to notice and not immediately label and want to describe. You make new pathways, I think. Well, you do. Yeah, you you do. And the point is, if you could, we could teach children at a young age. To know to to be uh, aware of their thoughts in their minds and not believe everything that they think, not be you know, well. This is this is what my mind says. So this is what reality actually yeah. is. To be open yeah. to you know, and they're going to have a very as they grow up. You're going to teach them to have a very flexible mind, and that's the key. The key is if a mind is rigid and stern, a mind is going to suffer. A mind is going to be in pain, and that person is unfortunately you know going to be stuck in this hellhole for for as the, long as the, the mental prison the mental prison that's a great one the mental prison but if you teach a person to have a more flexible mind especially at a young age when they're you know there's that age where kids are learning when their minds are sponge it's the perfect time it's the perfect time to drop them not to force feed it to them because then you're teaching them to be a certain way is to teach them these little these little nuggets of awareness well, like right? a language like a language when and, you as learn languages better yes early early right i mean the reason you speak italian it's because I learned it when I was three, four years old. And then you were able to speak English, no problem. Yeah. So I only spoke Spanish. And then I went to school not knowing English. So as a five-year-old, you're lost. But how long are you lost for? No, no, no. Yeah, like that. Then that's it. First grade, done. Done. And that is probably the same thing. But, no, we, we try to teach our kids instead. Well, we, honestly, at that moment, we were unconscious. And we didn't know any better. We didn't. And, and, and there still is a... A, uh, a very large portion of um, of the population that that's they, they still bring our children are still brought up, especially in this this side of the world where they're brought up to be doers, do 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 do, yeah. with no with no uh, no awareness of how they're doing what they're do doing. Do achieve, do achieve, do, do achieve, achieve, do achieve, do achieve. Not doing is important, but how are you doing that thing? Right. I speak about this in the book, doing and being. How are you doing that task? How? There's a how. The how is the how is the source, right? The how is like this. That how is is whether you're going to enjoy what you're doing, yeah. whether there's going to be an ease to what you're doing, or whether it's going to be hard and painful and yeah. tough. And that's why teaching kids at a young age would be yeah. I mean, dude, you just, an absolutely phenomenal. You just wrapped thing. up like twenty concepts into one. We were talking before the show. That's why you should pick up the book. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like we were talking before the show. Uh, I was talking about shameless drop. I was talking about the difficulties of being an entrepreneur in business and trying to maintain a mindfulness mindset and how they can conflict 
and how you feel about it. Sure. And then we're talking about, you know, things about, you know, my sons and, and different things that the obstacles and yeah, you just covered everything in like two sentences because everything is intertwined. So you see how simple it is when you get to the end of it to realize two sentences or four words encompasses it all. But sometimes when you start with those two or four words, people don't get there. Yeah. And they need breakdown to understand how to get Cause there. Because you're playing the guitar like a piano. Because you're playing the guitar yeah. like a piano. Yes. Yeah. So you need you need to kind of, you know, uh, explain it. And this is where spiritual teachers lose people sometimes. Is there's really not much explanation. It's just a it's just a, a knowing and a, a feeling and a, an awareness and, and that's where they leave it. And some people need a little bit more, right? Some people need, and that's why, I, that's why I'll, and I'll say it again, that's why I think ACT is so phenomenal because it explains, for me, and in my experience, and I said this to Nisbet and she agreed to me, it, it explains Eastern spiritual teachings. Like, it explains it. It explains how the Buddhist mind works, how the Zen monk mind works. It's those four, four, five principles, you know, of acceptance, of diffusion, of expansion. You know, it, it's, it's, it's those things that give you the a little bit more insight to how the mind works. And all of a sudden, it just, like, you go from having those blinders, your blinders get taken off, and those, oh, wow. Like, you could see. You could see everything so differently. And the, just then, the way you act, the way you live life, like, it, everything changes. Everything just yeah, changes. Yeah, it's so. almost as if this way of being <clears throat> is, number one, I would say, the most powerful thing that's going to get you through modern society, modern day. It, it helps, Especially you know, nowadays where life moves at such a rapid race because... But <clears> at the <throat> same time, it conflicts with the way we live in America. Or the way we do things. It's yes, like, it's starting... It, there's a small... There's a very small proponent of the population that's starting to want to go that way. It's not very well received. Um you know, but like I take this, I take. Remember this, the hippies? Yeah, I mean, it, so I, I didn't live in that era. I wasn't brought up in this. I don't know exactly what the mentality. From what I've read and from what I've heard, they were they they were. It was a very spirit. And it was a lot of I get it. Like you know, a lot of uh, smoking the herb, <laughs> a lot of herb going around. But besides that, there was a there was a a lot of spiritual. It was a big spiritual push during that age, right? A lot of that. There was a lot of spiritual mentality of. You know, and then the mind will come in and take that and run with it anyway. But it's it's happened at points where people try to kind of awaken. Um, you know, but well, barring barring the hippie movement uh, thing, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and knowing and knowing that every country, so it means everywhere you go, every country has a government, and uh, every government is going to do what they do. Yeah, but sure. I compare the philosophy of mindfulness or the way of being of mindfulness to, and, and I plug it into modern day America and it just like, it, it doesn't, it's not going to be something that flows right in. It's going to be something that kind of goes against what you see, what you're seeing. So I take that and then I say, now let's go the other way. Look at the society. I believe it was a, a town in Japan or a village in Japan. It's a very mindful culture. They, very moral. These people culture, were yeah. living way into the 100s, like year old. You know what I mean? So they they, they were Age, known. Life expectancy in Japan is much higher right. than here. They yeah. were known for having this long life. Yeah. And then you go into and see how they live, and <clears throat> it's completely different than the mess we're doing here. Yeah. And I and I do label it a mess because over here it's like. 
uh, you know, to make a car reference, it's burn rubber. <laughs> and it's, you know, if the, if, if the day has 24 hours and you haven't burnt rubber for 24 hours, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's hard. Work hard. Do everything hard. <clears throat> harder, yeah. harder, harder, harder. And that's, the, yeah, that's been the mentality here. And that's how people were brought up. And that's why there's a lot of people nowadays who are silently suffering because they were told to, and, and do no fault of the people who brought them up or the, the yeah, teachers no. or, or the things that they learned or parents. This isn't about that because no, no. It, you only know what you know. Well, that's, again, and, and the beauty is when you say, all I know is I don't know. Well, that's when you open yourself up to everything. And that's when you're, you have more of this universal approach to the world and you'll, you're willing to see things differently. You're willing to hear things differently. You know, we weren't brought up in that time. We were brought up in a time where we were told, just go, 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 go. Yes, and there's great benefits for it, right? You know, the country does well, yeah. and the economy does great, and people have tons of jobs. That's all well and good, but yeah. you could still do those things. I think you could, yeah. I think you sure you can. You can have a very high-functioning society with conscious human beings in it. That just means that, hey, you know, maybe you could burn rubber and make this, or you could drive, or you could cruise at a certain speed limit, taking care of people around you, being more conscious of what's going on around you, and be very successful anyway. And, and you have added benefits because now you, you I'm going to say infect, but you're going to infect the people around you with that same mentality instead of just blowing by them and saying, screw you, I, I got to get to the top. I got to be the best. I got to be better than you. And not the competition is bad. It's healthy if it's done the right way. If it's approached, again, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. I could, I could want to be a CEO of a company and want to be a millionaire. I could say, I want to, you know, I, I, I want to I run this company because maybe something I enjoy doing. I want to be good at it. I want to I get this product out because I think it's a great product for people. You could still do that. But how you do it is different. Than, the how is the important part. How you approach that job. Are you approaching it where you're burning yourself out, stressing yourself out? Where if you don't meet this, it's a failure. If this doesn't happen, it's a failure. Yes. If that mark's not hit, it's a failure. Or do you approach that business where you consciously say, I want to get there. But how I'm doing it is going to be more important than what I'm, than, than, than the what. I, I don't need to be, if I'm not the best, I'm not a failure. Did, was my journey a conscious journey? Did I run a conscious company? Did I help my employees? Did I make lives for people around me better? Was my product beneficial to the people that I sold it to and not just trying to make a, you know, a profit? It's not just about a profit margin. And I think that's a little bit of the world we live in where it's about a profit margin and not about, well, what are we actually doing? You know, how are we actually doing the thing that we're doing? And that's, I think, the point you were trying to yeah. get to where... Well, you know how I think uh, you've heard a lot of people say how this human experience is all one big experiment, right? Yeah, so, so if it all is one big experiment and we've been using, you know, in an experiment, you use, you know, you change conditions, you change you know, your stimulus. Well, I'd like to see this experiment run with more mindfulness and let's see. If, 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 if I agree, you, you know what I'm saying? Like this is an experiment anyway. Well, we've added, you know, screeching tires Great. And if it were possible, if it were possible, and humans can affect the laws of physics, you would see 25-hour days, 26-hour days, 27-hour days, eight-hour week, uh, eight-day weeks. Yeah. 
because this is how we do it, right? We more, 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 more is, to the point that you blow up. You're not great, you, I, and, and that that all circles around one thing: a loss of living in the present moment because you're always focused on the next moment. It has to be better. It can be better. But then when it is better, well, it could still be better. And then when it is better, it could still be better. And and your life is always lived. Everything comes full circle. Your life is always lived in the next moment. And, well, then I got this. Well, can I get that? Well, I made this, but now can I get to that level? Well, I got to this level, but now can I get to that level? Well, hold on a second. Have you appreciated getting to any of the levels you've gotten to? Yeah. No, no, no. But when I get there, that's when I'm going to appreciate yeah. it. Are you really? So let's take, let's make believe you got to that level. You're going to appreciate, are you really going to appreciate not being at that level? 20 years have gone by, you've burnt, you've burnt relationships and you've ruined lives and, but you've gotten to that level now. Now? No. no now you're going to, because the it, mentality doesn't change. It's already an algorithm. Yes, it, it is. It becomes an algorithm. It's already an algorithm. That doesn't change. That, it, it, the change doesn't, that, you could, you could, Again, same cone, different... I tell my son this all the time. It's the same cone, different flavor ice cream. doesn't make a difference what the, what the thing is. If that how is not done properly, it doesn't matter what that thing is. School, work, physical appearance, working out, test scores, no matter what it is, if your how is always it has to be better, it can be better, I'm never satisfied where it is, and that negative self-talk comes back in and, well, yeah, it sounds good, it should be. Your algorithm is just a negative. Your, your algorithm, uh, yeah. But that, that if, if, if you, that's a great, you know, I, I like that. So the algorithm, because algorithms are the way we live our lives nowadays, or not the way we live our lives, but influence our lives, I guess. Yeah. Through everything that we interact with, 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 uh, with technology. If your alg- if that's, if your how, if your how, which is your algorithm, is like that, so where is your peace? Where do you actually enjoy the present moment? When are you actually living life? When? When are you living your life? Then, the next moment, the next freaking moment, the moment after that. When are you living your life? Where? So the next moment after that is the future. And you said in the past, yes. in the future, I wanted this. Yes. Well, yesterday's future is today. That, right? The yesterday's fut- future, the future is today. The future never happens. You realize that, right? The future never happens. The only thing that happens is this moment now. I'm pounding like Crusoe. I was pounding, pounding the table. The only thing that happens is this moment. The next moment never. It doesn't happen in the future because the future is always the next moment. And if that's where you're living your life, if that's what your how is, if your how is always it's got to be better, well, you'll get to the end of the road and you'll think you lived a great life maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But you'll be like, were you ever there for any of it? Yeah. Well, I've accomplished a lot of things. Okay, it's great. Accomplishing goals is phenomenal. I'm, I'm a big fan of accomplishing goals. I have things I try to accomplish sure, all the time. Sure, sure. But I don't, lose, I don't lose touch with where I am right now because if that goal isn't accomplished for some reason, because money goals aren't, you know, we all have lofty goals in life. But if, you're, if, if it's not achieved, is it a failure? Yeah, I mean, what, are you going like, to hang yourself? <laughs> no, it's like, okay, well, that didn't happen. So, or I didn't get that. I wanted this, or I wanted it to be this way instead of that way. And I think, I think coming back full circle, I think that's where I was saying maybe teaching kids in this country yes. would be important to teach them the values of ACT. Even if you don't want to teach them ACT you know, specifically, but just the values, the components of it, to teach them how their mind works. Dr. Stephen Hayes, who's the founder of Acceptance uh, for Commitment Therapy, um, gave a TED Talk 
I forgot what university it was, and you could probably look it up. If I find it, I'll, I'll post it. Um, where he was talking to these brilliant, like I'm talking like the one percent right. of the kids, and he gave a great speech about act and about if they don't hit the brakes. He gave him a car analogy. It's a whole thing. I'm kind of summarizing it. Where if they don't hit the brakes, they eventually are going to break. And the thing is, most people don't know how to hit the brakes with their with with the mental mind stream. When the mind stream, they don't know how to hit the brakes. Mm. When I say hit the brakes, I know that sounds forceful, but it's not. It's not meant to be forced. Right, right, right. It's just, but, uh, but they don't know how to actually slow. A reduction in yes. velocity uh, versus hitting a brick wall. Yes. And we don't want you to hit a brick wall. And, that, and that's the point he was trying to make. Instead of slamming it with a lot of young kids have these mental, have these breakdowns, yes, right? Yes. Especially in that, that area. In that area because they're under so much pressure. Absolutely. He was trying to show them how to not take their mind so seriously. The intelligent mind is a great thing. But the intelligent mind isn't who you are. It's not the one calling the shots. And the thing is, that's a lot of people fall into the perception that, well, my intelligent mind is the one that tells me to do everything, so that's who's in charge. No. And that's where, you know, act and mindfulness and awareness all comes in because it's that silent guidance that shows you how to use this tool. Anyway, so getting, uh, getting back to you, yeah, teaching kids would be... Yeah. Sauce. So we're talking about sauce. Ta- sauce. No, teaching <laughs> teaching the kids would be would be a phenomenal thing. You know, teaching kids about acceptance and um, and stuff like that would be yeah. So you know, so I, I have three kids. Uh, I would love nothing more than to have them uh, acquire this skill. And they it, already have it. They just got to realize that it's there. You 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 may yeah. be right, but uh, everybody has it. Okay, well then, I practice the skill exactly. You're not looking for it because you have it. You just have to realize that you do have this skill. I would love nothing more because it really does give you uh, a perspective that you're blind to. You know, it's weird. You're blind to this perspective if you haven't been exposed to it. You know, if nobody tells you what mindfulness is or, or what to look for, you know, you're, you're blind to it. And, and I think today more than ever, we have no choice, but I mean, we do have a choice. I mean, I could always go live in Spain, I guess. I'm a Spanish citizen too, but at the same time, you know, we live here. This is where our, our family is, this is where life happens. And it's just, it's a, it's a rat race right now. You know, it's a, it's a very high stress, high pace world. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's tending to consume people. As you see, there's more drug consumption than ever. There's alcoholism, there's suicides, there's, you know, there's a whole host of things that is breaking people. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to have these ailments, but of I think, course not. I think this is how society is dealing with the speed of life and the, how do I say the, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the things that come at you every day, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, you know, there's single parenthood. There's, you know, bad economy, you know, so the whole host of things that it's making life difficult for people. And if you don't have this perspective to kind of, as you say, slow down and hit the brakes and you don't have to feel like a failure, you know, because your bar is moving every day too. you know, you move the goalpost every day. So, you know, yeah, and that's a goals, the bar, the goalpost, whatever you want to call it. Everything constantly shifts in life and changes. So you have to be, if you're flexible enough and you move with them, well, that's where you avoid all that pain and all that, you know. And that's the point. And that's the part. That's the part, yeah. To be able to avoid or manage 
the the suffering and the pain so as so to have your experience as going back to the experience and the experiment here be a pleasant one as opposed to an anguish-filled one which today is so easy literally you wake up and this little crap right here you know holding my phone will bring in the anguish for you don't worry about it you don't have to go outside your door we're going to bring it right to your we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to you and if you don't have the where if you don't have the wherewithal to realize what it's what its purpose is and you get sucked and you get caught into it and you go down that rabbit hole with it well here we are what, what's the first thing you do boom facebook oh what's going on here oh these are all my friends who are in front of their mansion, in front of their Ferraris, in front of their... Thing. Oh, they're at an office party where they're being awarded. Oh, I don't have an office party awarding me. Well, and if you don't have that awareness, that so that, look, that negative self-talk or that negative mentality, a lot of times it's just because of things you were brought up in, the way, the way you were taught to survive as a kid. There's a, there's a lot of reasons why it's there, but it doesn't matter why it's there. You don't need to... You, there's no reason for you to have to listen to it because that negative self-talk, and we've said this before the show, is no different. And we, I think it was episode two or three or four we spoke about the ego where it's no different than that positive self-talk that says, well, I'm the best and I'm great because eventually what swings that way is going to swing back the other way. Some people tend to be more on the negative side where they think they're never good enough, things are never good enough for them. Um, but it's when you believe it. It's when you believe it because you believe in everything you think. I, I, I look at my mind as a, as um, just a, a, a computer that spits out information at me. And when it's being negative of me, when it's being negative of something I did or something I said or, or I don't know, oh, my book only sold so many copies so far. Why is it only doing this? Or my book sold this many copies. That means I'm great. Whatever my mind's doing, I don't take it seriously one way or the other. It could be dismissed. It's, 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 I, it's not that I dismiss it. I hear it. I observe it, and then I make my conscious choice on how to live my life from there anyway. I'm not going to make, I'm not gonna make uh, uh, my thoughts that my mind is this, or my mind says this. Uh, if that was the case, I would have pulled the book like before I even published yes. it. I, I honestly would have, because, because I'll tell you, my mind was like, oh, John, who's going to want to read this? Second guessing. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst. Oh, my God, this doesn't make sense. What am I doing? What is it? So... And then other days there was, wow, this is great and this is the best. And so I don't listen to either of that. Yeah. I live by, I want to get this. Like, so I use the book as an example. I want to get this message out. Man. I don't need to be an, an yeah, New York Times bestseller. Sure, We're going to sure. use that as an example, right. right? Sure, that'd be great. Right. But even if I want to say that's my goal, mm -hmm. let's just say, right? To get it like, wow. like no, Okay. But if it doesn't reach there, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, Every day I get it out. Every day somebody else reads it. Every day it helps a person. Okay, that's that's for, that's great. It's it's the, for me. It was the process of writing the book, of getting the book out, of getting a message out. That's it. And now enjoying it every day and being present with it every day. And if somebody wants to speak about it every day, if fifty years from now it sells a million copies or if it sells a hundred copies, that is what it is. I'm not going to judge my success by that. Yep. I'm not going to judge my success, my ultimate success by that. Yeah, you could say you could judge your financial success by that maybe, I guess, but not my ultimate life success. Yep. It's not going to be judged by that because if I, if I listened to everything in my head, I never would have wrote the book. I never would have started this. We, ne we never would have started this podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't you know, post stuff. I would have like just said, oh, I'm going to sit here and just enjoy the present moment. But meanwhile, my brain was just saying, no, no, because just, just stay here. It's safer here. It was your book. It was that sentence that I read when you said, 
Well, if I listen to my negative thing, I wouldn't have written this book. No. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done anything to help because who are you? What makes you so qualified? Yeah, you're well, right. When you start when you go down that rabbit hole, you know. Yeah, but yeah, oh, I, I, I agree. At the end of that rabbit hole is you hanging from a tree. Because <laughs> yeah, you're not worthy of living. You're not worth yeah. I'm like what you know. But no. No. It's uh it's it's not taking every, if you take if people take everything and this is where it's important again, getting back to I think the heart of today's episode is why getting to young kids yes, and getting them that message at a young age, instead of teaching your kids, you could teach your kids to want to be the best at something, right? And this is where there's a big misconception, like there's a misconception with what acceptance really means. Like acceptance doesn't mean, oh, okay, oh, I accept that this has happened. And okay. yep, 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 yep. No, no, acceptance means this is happening. Like, like actually, this is happening, whatever it might be. Work, life, health. This is happening. It sucks. I don't have to like it. I move forward from here. I'm I'm here in this present moment. I'm going to I'm going to ground myself in what's happening, instead of going down the rabbit holes of why it should be better than it is. Acceptance is empowering. It's not. It's it's not. Um, it's not a negative thing, and that's the connotation that acceptance has when you say, "Well, just accept it." And be like, oh, that means I'm giving up. No, people who truly understand what acceptance and surrender actually means, like what it really is, it is the most empowering thing in the world because it frees you from the stories in your head. It frees you from everything that tells you why things are the worst and why things can't be better. You say, this is how it is. And I, for whatever reason, this is what's happening to me right now. I, I wholeheartedly accept it. Again, not liking it. Yeah. Nobody says, like, oh, I feel great and yeah. I'm joyful. This is happy and I'm, oh, no. But I move on from here. Yeah. There's, an, there's an empowerment there that, that propels you forward to move, to move in the way of your values, to move in the way that you want your life to go. That, that, that silent, you know, that silent intelligence, that, that mindfulness, that presence, you know, uh, our consciousness kind of pushes us a certain way and you move down that path and where it goes, it goes. Yeah, it's, it's hard to put into words. It is. I, but it really is because uh, unless you practice it and then you experience it. Ex- exactly. That's When you practice it and experience it, you can try to tell the next person what you've just experienced and that you should practice it. But they're not going to be able to see it until they experience it and they practice it. It's it's hard to really explain, but when when Dr. Tatiana said during the interview, no, it's and you said it, you said it, and she agreed. She goes that it's empowering. Mm-hmm. It is a hundred percent empowering. Sure. And I don't want to touch on any particular topic, but I can think of one, and it may be, as I say, risky to even talk about it. But I'm going to say something. Uh oh. No, seriously, because <laughs> okay. I like to dance with the devil. <laughs> You like to piss off YouTube? Yeah, sure. But John, honestly, look, <clears throat> yeah, you know, th- there are a lot of scarring events in people's lives. So you had OCD. That's very scarring. What you what you've lived through, what you've been through, it's a scarring, uh, emotionally scarring thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm following you. But that's John. one level of scarring. Okay. And then there's people. You've been raped. Okay. Yeah, young lady, young sure. lady, young lady has been raped. Unfortunately, happens. And unfortunately, day. that story is probably more prevalent than we like to let on. Absolutely. Mindfulness taken into the mind of a person who has suffered from this a trauma. You so you are basically saying like a, yes. a real life trauma, right? So I, you know, I have come across people and have been around people that have had this trauma, 
And when I tell you it's such a trauma that you literally mention it and you see the demeanor change. You see the face change. Because you, you, see... take, you take them back to that event. Yes. And, you know, obviously it came up in, 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 top, in conversation and you, nobody did anything on purpose. But Absolutely. you, you see the physical change. trauma come back. And mindfulness taken to that level is you saying the acceptance method is, is not just saying, well, I, I surrender. That's it. No, no, it's for you to have the ability to say the trauma has happened. But it's, it's empowering for me to decide how I move with my happiness. So, you don't, so you're saying you don't identify with that trauma. There it is. There it is. So I gave it hair, <laughs> but you're exactly. No, but, but, but that's why, that's why I kind of, not exactly. that I let you talk, but that's why I was kind of like, that's I wanted it. to hear where, I wanted to hear exactly where you're going is, is from what I'm hearing is, and that's so true, especially with people who have real life traumatic events, like unfortunately yes. rape or, or death. Or I mentioned one. Yeah. yeah it, look, it, it, it could be that's one. A, that's a touchy that's one. That's a touchy one. Sure. Nobody even wants to mention it. No. And it happens, unfortunately, but like any other real life traumatic event or. Yep generational traumatic event where yeah. it could be to a race of people or oh my God, a, yeah. a religion because there's no shortage of that yeah, in, you, this, you, in this you, hectic world. Yeah, either. you can go back to yeah, anything. I mean, anything. There's, people carry this this trauma with them and, and they identify with, well, this happened to me. And yes, it did happen to you and it's horrible what happened and it's unfortunate what happened, but now you have a choice. Oh my God, yes. Is that who you want to be? And, and I, in psychology or in therapy, it's, uh, there's actually, I mean, I, I don't know what the exact term is, but it's like a trauma identification where you become this victim, victim identity. Yes. I think that's what they call it, right? Yeah. So, but people don't realize that they, imp, that they deploy that constantly. And fortunately, people who do end up in therapy with a skilled therapist, they, they alert them to that and they show them that these people are actually just believing this is who they are because that's what happened to them. So like you just said about me, use me as an example, right? The OCD trauma or scar, you said scars. Yeah. So I, in my mind, uh, not my mind, in, in, in my global life, in my world, the way I see it, there is no scar. No, because you've transcended there, that. There, yes, there is no scar from the OCD. I look at it and go like this. That was an experience yeah, that I had. Yeah, you transcended that. Yeah, you're, I that's... had an experience of that. No, no, but it's important that you said that word scar because a scar means that I look at it and there it is. Yeah. Look, there it is. There it is. Every time I look at that scar, it reminds me what you did to me, what happened to me, how this affected me. No, no. My scar is healed completely. The event is there. And I you, remember it are wholeheartedly. You, and you're kind of proud of it too, right? Like kind of proud of... Listen. I'm not, so not, not, not proud of it, but I'm, I, I've, I accepted that I needed to go through that to be where I am today in my life. I need that was a growth for me. It was something that I needed to experience. I'm not going to answer why because I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the universe asked me yeah. to to go through that. Right? Because people will hear this and they'll be like, "Oh, so you're saying going through OCD is a good thing?" And no, that's not what well, I'm saying. That's uh, you know. No, no, but no, but because people who are identified with yeah. their experiences, especially whether it's and I'll speak for the for something that I experienced, like obsessive compulsive disorder. People who experience OCD don't want to hear. It's hard for them to hear that, well, I went through it and there was a reason why I went through it. There was a reason why I had, that, that had to happen. But because I've gotten to maybe a point, like you said before, I kind of tried, oh, you I transcended it. But it's, it's, it could be very triggering for some people. Yeah. But so when I say I don't, like, I don't have a scar from it, do I remember what happened? 
vividly. Right. Do I remember all my sessions? Vividly. Do I remember the first time I had that thought and how I felt? Vividly. Right. But I watch it and and I just don't say that's who I am. Yeah, you're not attached. It was to something it. that happened. It happened at some point, but where am I right now? Yeah. It's the past. I don't know what it's going to be like. Like I'm here now. Like and that that makes that makes what's behind me and what's in front of me float away. And that's, that's and that's where I kind of lock in in in, in, in this. That's in empowering. Where that's yeah. what you're t- empowering. That's and that's what I wish upon everybody who's suffering. That empowerment. That that misconception you were talking about about acceptance. Well, okay, I accept it. No, that's not what that means. Like, by the way, saying I accept it isn't acceptance, right? Right. Well, yeah. I accept this has right. happened. All right. So, and the reason I think I think that we even touch upon this is because, again, coming back to what we always <laughs> talk, because there's not a loss of idiots in modern day. There's not a loss of somebody who's going to say since man started walking upright, there has been a, a loss of, of people. Like honestly, that, there's not a loss yeah. somebody who's going to just come try to piss on your parade. Be like, you know, <clears throat> just by that comment alone, you should <laughs> you should practice it because. If you did, that comment wouldn't come out of your mouth. Like, that's a very unconscious yes. way of, of being, you know? That comment alone is just representing of how asleep most of these people are. Absolutely. And it's tough to, to, to put out a good message. It's tough to, wow, as you go through life, and this is kind of go back to a few episodes ago, where as you go through life and you want to push this live, you want to push this in real life, Yeah, you know? to your friends and peers and family members. And I use the word push. And the only way to be is, as you said, is just, Oh, you were, yeah. Right, just, just be a You're reflection. A reflection. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that whole kill them with kindness, right? It's yeah. something like that. It's not exactly, but it's that it whole comes thing. back yeah. to that. And it's just because there would be, again, this experience, this experiment would be a little different. If, this were to catch on and all of a sudden people are infected as we said before the show in fact they would you know this mindfulness but what makes you think it's not catching on um i so not globally yet but so in your world around you in your in your micro that's macro, good, macro that's a, you know what that's a good question in your in your little world that's in, a good in the world in yeah in, in, where i work and whatever. so i i could say from day one to now, have I seen, have I seen a difference? Yes. Have I seen like where everybody around me is like that? No, obviously not. But a lot, I've seen a difference in a lot of people who I interact with. That's a big up. Over, 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 over time. Oh, hold on. Over. And I know we don't, you know, past and future, but since I started this journey and the people I've interacted with, I've seen a difference. And I'm hoping that the difference I see in them become strong enough in them or bright enough in them that they could take it to the people around them. That's a huge and, the, and I mean, by the way, this isn't something that I'm starting, right? I mean, it's the guys like Eckhart Tolle and started, you know, all these spiritual teachers, Sagaru, Ram Das, you know, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, they, they've, they've been doing this, you know, these Dalai Lama, they've, I mean, this is a mentality that's been around for eons and they've infected the people around them. The problem is at some point that it stopped growing and another one, another stronger disease started pushing the other way. Our, our goal is to try to, you know, reignite. If you could reignite the people around you, your 10, let's just say 10, right? Right. 
and each of those 10 people have could circles. reignite their their circles and then their circles and then their circles it it exponentially can start growing that yeah. way again but it takes time it takes it takes yeah. it does take a little bit of actual time to do it for to get from one person to another but the only way you could start is by being is by being that example not by like we said this before right not by you got to do this. Yeah. Do it my way. I know better than you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you because know. then that's just ego going, screw you. Yeah. Spiritual ego. And, and, you know, it's I not... don't know why I'm doing a pirate voice either, but. <laughs> you'll do what I say, matey. <laughs> nah, but. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't do it like that. No, but... I know. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. But I'm it's like, saying... it's like the good bad guy. It's like, yeah. hey, you're going to do this because it's good for <laughs> you. And, like, and this is for your betterment. No. Well, no, that, no it's, we said that, and not to get yeah. back into that, but we said that two episodes ago that that doesn't yeah. we, it doesn't work. And I've noticed that when I just kind of sit around people, and then people want to talk about something, and you know, I don't, you don't, or, or you just show them how you show them you show them how they're acting as it, like you act as a mirror, and they see their reflection in you, and all of a sudden that person realizes how they're acting. Like my father read my book. Right, I don't know if you saw the post. Yeah. By the way, it was I love the. Post. This is an eighty, an eighty-one year old. He'll be eighty-one this year. Eighty, he's eighty right now. He'll be eighty-one in September. I loved everything. An about eighty-one that. year old, you know, Italian man, never went to school in this country, is reading my book. I mean, I just I thought that was cool. Everything about that. Yeah, is, I thought that was just cool. I'm yeah. like, wow, my father's reading my book. Right, <laughs> it was great. He called me afterwards and he's like, "Oh, John, thank you. It was a good book. I enjoyed it a lot. He got a couple of the stories he asked me about. I remember this. I remember that. Well." He goes, he goes, I hope, he goes, I hope everybody could follow your rules because it goes, the world will be a better place if they did. Yeah. I said, they're not, he goes, no, 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 I know, they're not rules. He corrected himself. So I said, they're not rules, they're pointers. And just like, they're, they're, hey, notice what's happening. He's like, but it's hard. And I said, yes, in the beginning it is. I said, but that with practice, when practice, with practice, it becomes a lot easier. And then you want to live that way all of a sudden. Like, you're like, why wouldn't I want to? Yeah. Why would I want to be trapped in between my ears when I could actually be outside of my ears and just kind of just using this thing as I want? So like even seeing, so seeing, so the point I'm trying to make is even seeing a man, and then we'll cut it short, even seeing a man who's that old, that far in, in age where, you know, there's a lot of mental behaviors and behavioral traits that have been ingrained in you could have that little bit of awareness now to realize, well, there's a better way to be like, this is, this resonates with him. So if it resonates with him, you're hoping that with somebody much younger and much that's, a much more open mind because say that's a tough nut to crack. Yes, that's a tough nut to crack. Where where somebody who's a more flexible mind just by nature because they haven't been like, you know, packed with all this information yet, so much easier to show them, hey, there's there's a better way to be. Yeah. So Well. Good thing we didn't know what we were gonna talk about today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Well, because I can go on. I, th- th- there's a physical aspect that takes place after the mental aspect, and especially being 81, I guarantee you, not 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 that he had any issues, but because I, I don't know, but your blood pressure's got to be better. Because <laughs> think about what we do to our physical because of the mental, like oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, so there's a definite there's a definite connection between your body chemistry with your mental approach. Let's just say. Right, so mindfulness, by far, will you know it'll keep your blood pressure. I mean, listen again. There's always going to be genetic sure, problems. Yeah, if, you're high, if, you, if you're prone to high blood pressure, you're prone to high, yeah. if you're prone to high cholesterol, high cholesterol. But so if you have high blood pressure by nature, this is not gonna. This is gonna help. It's gonna help it from spiking higher. 
it's going to help you keep whatever your base, whatever your natural baseline is because of your body chemistry. Like it's going to help you keep that baseline. You know, like I noticed my resting, and I don't work out much, right? Besides my walks. I noticed my resting heart rate is usually 60, 59, 61, 62, which is a very good resting heart rate. I don't, I remember when I was back, when this, because I always wear an Apple Watch. I've been wearing one for years. When I was going to therapy, my heart rate was 84, 85, 80. So like my resting, more. My resting heart rate was 80, 81, 81, 82, 81. Like 30 80. something percent more. Always, always there because I was just so wound up, so wound up. Like I look at, I, I would look at my, my heart and I, I would take my heart rate and it was 93, 94. Not that I felt anxious, but like my heart was just, my body was just working harder. Now it feels like it's not working as hard. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not like I'm running marathons. I'm not, and I'm not saying that this is going to cure your, your physical ailments, but it does yeah. have a direct connection. That's right. I will say that. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Hey, wake up. <laughs> We're talking to you. <laughs> Hello? Hello? We're talking to you. <laughs> no, that was great. All right. So, um, okay. So I think that that'll do it for today. Yeah. And if you're a first time listener, and this happens to be your first episode. John wraps it up every time with guided meditation. What a guided meditation. Yeah, we used to do it in the beginning, but we scrapped that. Um, so we're, uh, let's, we'll take it in for landing. All right. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. There was a lot of, a lot of great things that we spoke about today. Um, so um, let's just, whatever, whether you're seated in a chair, on a couch, wherever you're seated, just try to fix your posture a little bit. Okay. I will. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, let's start take by, uh, by taking a, a few deep breaths. Um, we, I, I, and you could do however you feel comfortable. I like to do a two-second inhale, two-second hold, and a two-second exhale. So as I uh, continue talking, just keep that pattern going. By just taking a few, start with a few deep breaths and just notice as you're, as you're breathing, notice where your focus is going. Your mind's probably very charged right now. If you were listening and kind of engaged in what we were speaking about, there's going to be a lot of, um, of, of, of a, there's going to be a strong mental charge there. So just notice what's happening in your head. Don't attach to it. No need to. No judging, no labeling. We notice it, see what it's, see what's happening there and just bring your attention back to your breath. And if you have to keep doing that, that's fine. That's, that's the whole point of the practice. It's noticing, noticing those thoughts, right? People use the visualization of watching it like a cloud floating by. Just notice those thoughts that are in your mind and bring your attention back to your physical body, whether it's your breathing if you want to focus on a, a specific body part or do a body scan, that's fine. I like finding points of tension in the body. A lot of times I don't even realize that I have them when I'm meditating. So if you feel like you're tense in your shoulders, you could just drop them and release them. No judgment of why they were tense, why they were pulled up. Just drop and release. If you feel it in your jaw or in your forehead, just release it. Anywhere you might feel tension in your body right now, just release it and bring your attention back to your breath. Remember, this is just about noticing what's happening. If you feel any discomfort or pain, 
Notice the pain. Notice the discomfort. Does not matter. There's no story to it. There's no judgment. There's no label. Just notice it. That noticing is the important part. Let's just try to go that last minute now. We're going to go silent for a minute. <clears throat> just keep breathing and I'll come back in. Let's take two more. And last one, inhale. Let's hold. Exhale. And there we go. Slowly open your eyes. And again, if, if you want to sit here for a few more minutes, do it. If you have nowhere that needs, if you have something that does not need to be done immediately, Take a few extra minutes here and just enjoy that feeling of peace and calm right now that you might be experiencing. Okay? And uh, that's it. That's the gold right there. That's the gold. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Take care and be well. Have a good one. It's been a pleasure. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.